WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Roger Weiss. Frank and Francis are off this morning. They are in Syracuse, I believe. And Tom Prince will be calling in. He's going to recap uh, two championship games. Uh, congratulations to Climber Sherman Panama on winning the state championship. And uh, West Seneca East, man, you guys gave it a good run, and uh, we're all very proud of you. Unfortunately, things didn't go your way, but still, nonetheless, great job. Let's see, what else do we have to talk about uh, today? Uh, we're going to preview uh, the Drills for Skills Clinic for Hope, and Sil Dan is going to call in. We'll talk to him in a little bit. We'll also have the all-Catholic football team. We're going to talk about that. James Mallory is going to help us sort through some of the uh, top players in the area. So uh, plenty to talk about on Inside High School Sports. Hopefully your Thanksgiving was just as good as mine. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Good morning, y'all. There we go. Uh, Derek Kramer's got his ear uh, resin. Where is it, Raj? Where is it? Uh, Anthony, you neglected to say. And happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. You You neglected to say James Mallory, nephew of Kensington graduate Mel Montgomery. Absolutely. I didn't forget. I just elected not to. <laughs> <laughs> James, I don't you know, mention I mean, that school. I mean, James... Burgard geographically located on Kensington Avenue, and he still won't bring up Kensington. You know how it goes. <laughs> Sorry, Roger. When I went to Burgard, we owned you guys. Just the facts. Just the facts. So, how was your Thanksgiving, Raj? Fine. Did you eat plenty? <laughs> I know that's a dumb question. James, how about you? I was oh. awake, wasn't I? <laughs> yes. It was great for me. My mom. Uh... I went over to her house and uh, probably gained about eight or nine pounds. So, <laughs> oh, and I took a whole bunch of leftovers too. So, oh, I, I enjoyed my Thanksgiving, man. I'm blessed. I, I really enjoyed it. How'd yeah, your daughter enjoy you, it? I'm sure you uh, worked it off too. So, uh, oh yeah. You know, it's only just for momentarily. <laughs> How did your daughter enjoy her Thanksgiving? Uh. You know, she kind of just ran around and just loved loved attention. So, <laughs> yeah, that's usually you know, how she, it goes. She kind of just, you know, she, she thinks she runs the show now. So. You know, it, what do you mean? Guess what? Think she knows. Oh, Time man. out. What do you mean she thinks she runs the show? <laughs> she she, she you know, runs the I, I'm show. Gonna think she, I'm going to let her think she runs it for a little bit longer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she, right. she thinks she, she thinks And she you runs have the her show. permission to say that, oh, too. Oh, man. There's a song by the police called Wrapped Around Your Finger, all right? So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to live a lie a little bit longer. I don't want to admit <laughs> yeah, it. I hear that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving was a lot of fun. Uh, My mother-in-law came over, helped me cook, and uh, it was great. The kids loved it. Of course, you know, massive amount of eating. And and then my son afterwards, I see he's all sad. I said, what's the matter, Nick? He goes, oh, Dad, I'm bummed out that it's over now. (laughs) I said, yeah, you get that holiday letdown after it's over. But I said, think of it this way. On uh, Friday, we'll be decorating and kicking off uh, Christmas season. I said, okay, Dad, that's okay, you know. (laughs) And today, in fact, uh, we're going. My uh, my daughter's birthday is next Friday, so today we're having her birthday party, oh, okay. and we get together with uh, with the family. 
But there's one big problem. It's usually a very sad day for me because my wife and her family are Ohio State fans. Ooh. Nick and myself, well, we root for Michigan. Ooh. And it, this day That's hasn't been one. too kind to us lately. Yeah. So we got to hope that uh, our fortunes uh, turn around and... Oh man! So it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. I'm gonna be sitting in a room, and if Michigan lays an egg, I'm gonna hear about it. I really, I, am. I think they, I think they got it this year. I think Michigan gonna take it this year. I hope so. I hope so. If that doesn't happen, can Ohio State climb ten spots and actually be a fine semifinalist? I don't think so. I don't think so either. With so. that loss and then almost losing to Maryland last week, I don't think the committee. I can't see it. So it'd probably be what Oklahoma would move up. Maybe. I'm guessing. So, I don't know. It's an exciting time of the year. I love it. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, big congratulations to UB. What a job. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm usually I'm usually rough on UB because I, I would like them to recruit locally more. But I have to give them a shout-out, man. They did a great job this season. 10-2, that's a fantastic season. That running game was uh, was to perfection yesterday. Everybody was uh, pounding out the ball. We saw McDuffie uh, towards the end getting valuable yards, killing clock. Yep. Yeah, they, and, uh, oh, it came so close. Matt Meyer scoring a touchdown. Former West Seneca West uh, star last year. He's playing in, in the Carrier Dome for the state championship. And uh, so I see him. They put him in the game. I can't remember if he – yeah, I think he was in the now, shotgun. Is this his first action of the season? It's the first that I've seen him, which I'm kind of surprised. Wouldn't yeah, you, that, wouldn't yeah, you red shirt him? Red, Why would they blow that, his red shirt for that? Yeah, That's kinda, exactly. I, I'm, in a, in a blowout I'm stunned you just told me that. Hmm. So he gets, he gets the snap, and he scrambles – Goes into the end zone like, yeah, all right, Matt Myers scores a touchdown, but holding how on the that, offense. Oh. How does that four game rule work where you can play up to four games and yeah, still not to, lose you got your to the fourth shirt? game of the season to, to figure oh, out Oh, it's the fourth to, game, yeah. not four games at all. It's yeah, the I first believe four. If you play, that fourth game you can play, I believe it is. And anything over that, there's no more red shirts. So, so, so he's if you lost. only play one game at the end, you lose, but you can play up to four games yeah, in the, the beginning. Yeah, the first four games. Again, complicated rules that don't make sense. I don't get why they would put him in. Uh, I would think you would want to redshirt him. You know, yeah, give him his four years think, after yeah, that. You can, yeah. I would think you would redshirt him, but uh, I'm they, sure they, they know better than us. Yeah, they do. I'm sure they have allegedly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna kick the show off. We have uh, Sil Dan on the line. Good morning, Sil. Hi, Tone. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing, buddy? Good. Hey, I, I got to tell you something. Last week, listening to you guys talk a little bit. I felt bad, so I went out to Brockport early this morning to one of my favorite diners that makes garbage plates, the best in the world. So I brought, I was going to bring one back for you. Oh, man. Man, thinking after my own heart, love, with the garbage plates. In the car tone, it didn't even make it to the throughway. It was gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. I tried. Matter of fact, Roger, real quick, uh, get in front of the microphone. We had a message yesterday during the show asking to explain what a garbage plate is. Okay, you get it. Uh Choice of many answers. You can have two hot dogs, two hamburgers, two cheeseburgers, or two. In my case, I always have fish. Or you can have, you can mix and match. You can have a hamburger and a hot dog. Then you get two sides. Uh, the sides could be uh, usually it's like a mac, uh, a mac, you know, macaroni salad, French uh, French fries, home fries. You know, any two of those. And then on top of that, they pour uh, a meat sauce. With onions and mustard, and almost, some come with uh, an egg. Yeah, on it. almost the same topping as that you would put on the uh, uh, 
hot dogs, the red hots you get at Louis. Right. Similar to that, right over the top of that. Uh, in a, uh, well, you know, the what? 10 inch by 10 inch styrofoam box, if you take it to go, fills that right up. Well, the first time I tried it was at the legendary Nick Tahoe's in uh, Rochester. Downtown that, Rochester. Yes, yeah. that's how I first heard about it. So uh, Then I guess they split off uh, his brother or something. I guess they had a falling out. So he's got Nick's in the same location, and Steve's is up on, uh, you know, Route 31, uh, right uh, by where the uh, 390 and the 490 meet. Uh and now you have Bill Gray's out there. They have their version that uh, that's outstanding, from what I understand. Yeah, but those are those are basically the two places that are known for. Yeah, is it, the one that's in uh, oh, is it uh, Fairport? Whatever's near St. John Fisher. There's also one in the mu- uh, Toy Museum. That's uh, how I knew about that. One. <laughs> but uh, be careful on that one near St. John's Fisher. You can only get fish on Wednesday and Friday. We went to a lacrosse game on Thursday. Before the lacrosse game, they didn't have fish. So you know what we did? Hmm. We had our garbage plate. After the lacrosse game, we still went up to Steve's and got one to go so we could get our fish. <laughs> You're insane. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sell Drills for Skills Clinic for Hope. And uh, we teamed up on this many years ago uh, when you were the coach at Cardinal O'Hara. And uh, you had Roger and I at uh, at the gymnasium. We were there for the clinic. Uh, Claudine Ewing of Channel 2 was there doing a story. And you introduced us to Owen and the family. And it was amazing. I mean, just to see the uh, outpouring of support for this young man. And uh, Owen passed away a couple years. Was it a couple years later? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it it devastated. I know it had an effect on me uh, and Roger. So you're back with Drills for Skills Clinic for Hope, this thing that you had put together to benefit Owen's toy box of Buffalo's Women and Children's Hospital. Tell us a little bit more about this, uh, this, this uh, Toys for Buffalo. Yeah, well, we, we developed it. Like I said, I, I got a great friendship instantly when I met the family when I was at O'Hara. Um, Owen stole my heart, um, and, and many other folks. And, and first thing, Tone, I have to apologize to Frank, Frank Peber, Owen's dad. I don't know why. I have no excuse. It just kind of fell by the wayside. I, I just lost it, I, and I, I did. And I should never ever have it done it. I have no excuse. But something happened over the past year, and Tone, with you and your son and football and being connected with your son and uh, the birth of my granddaughter about a year ago, kind of gave me the vision again that, you know, what am I doing? Why did I stop? But, Frank, I'm sorry, but to tell you we're going to be back as big and stronger than ever, and we're going to do it again this year. If you're going forward, that guy gives me a chance to be in a gym to work with kids. We're going to do it going forward, and hopefully this year is even bigger and better than last. So, first and foremost, Frank, I'm sorry. I have no excuse other than we can go forward and make it bigger and better. Outstanding. Well, the clinic is Saturday, December 8th from one thirty to 3.30. It'll take place at Sweet Home High School. If you're not familiar, it's 1901 Sweet Home Road here in Amherst. This is open to all boys and girls, uh, grades 5 through 10. Um, what are some of the things the kids are going to go through with this, camp, with this clinic? What I got, Tone, is I got the services of John Ofer coming in for the first half hour, 45 minutes of the clinic. Anybody that knows of John Ofer, what he's capable of, this clinic itself, by having your child there, working with him for about 45 minutes, is, is just so valuable to developing 
you know, any of the skill sets, the muscle memory stuff, all that. But to have John Ofer there, volunteers' time is huge, huge. John Ofer is going to lead it off, and I'm so proud to have him. But, as, you know, as, as a person that, that can bring kids and develop kids, there's nobody better in my eyes in the eastern part of the country. So John will be there. And then <laughs> the clinic, you know, thanks to the big support, Right off the bat for my nephew, Todd Dowling at Patterson Stevens, that's going to take care of all the T-shirts for the kids. And for and then also to Great Lakes Transport with Eric Schnurl, Scott Martin, and Brandon Hotzinger. Now, Tony, you and I joked a little bit about it, but Eric Schnurl is going to be there. Folks remember the game at Buff State where Sweet Home played powerhouse Niagara Falls. Eric shut him down. That was the reason Sweet Home upset Niagara Falls that year. So Eric's going to be there. And hopefully he can bring those skills and give us a little secret how he shut down, you know, Johnny Flynn. So it'll be a fun day, but yet a day where they're going to learn something and they're going to take something home, but they'll also get messages during the clinic about you know, how lucky they are that somebody cares, that brought them there. They're going to develop. They're going to get better. But the whole day is going to be, you know, everything's going to be blended between basketball and little short life lessons. So I like that. A lot of giveaways, a lot of giveaways from uh, Great Lakes Transport. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I might even bring Nicholas uh, if we have nothing going on that day. Because Nick just started uh, started to pick up basketball. He's been playing a little bit at uh, at school, and he's really liking it. So uh, this might be something that he might want to do. Um, and then you can do the defensive slide, you and Roger. You can do that drill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I only know football drills, Coach. That's all I know. I'll bring James Mallory. We'll, we'll teach them defense, <laughs> how to blitz. Let's do it. Um, now, for people who want to get involved or who want to uh, more information, they're driving around in their car, uh, they're listening right now, how do they contact you for more information? The easiest way, Tone, is, is you can register. Sweet Home Community Education has a site, or you can call them to register. Registration is filling up quickly, very quickly. Um, but they can contact me real easy at sil, S-I-L, at greatlakestransport.com. Or if they can reach out to you, send you an email, you know how to get a hold of me, you know, just have them do it. And you can uh, check out Owen's Toy Box Facebook page, but, uh, you know, you just do a search, Owen's Toy Box, and you'll find it on their uh, Facebook page. And the great thing about this clinic is it's free, yep. thanks to, as you said, uh, Great Lakes Transport Solutions and Patterson-Stevens Construction. So uh, shout out to them for uh, making this possible. And so a uh, big round of applause to you for uh, bringing this back and, uh, and doing good things for the community. But also for folks like you, Tone, that have a heart of gold, that understand, you know, people, you know, just need to communicate. Could use some help with your helping us, you know, immensely. But bring Nick, will you please see what kind of – maybe I'll, I'll do a drill for football. I don't know. I'll <laughs> have him run through the wall. We'll see. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, Syl, thank you so much for joining us this morning and getting the word out there. Drills for Skills, Clinic for Hope, Saturday, December 8th, from 1.30 to 3.30 at Sweet Home High School, 1901 Sweet Home Road. Again, it's open to all boys and girls, grades 5 through 10. Tone, you guys have a blessed day, and thank you so, so much. My pleasure, Sil. Great talking to you, buddy. Here, my friend. All righty. Uh, he's done such a great uh, great job with that clinic. Remember when we went there, Raj? Yes. It'll work out good because uh, December 8th is the opening. The first is the Conley Cup uh, luncheon. That's a week from today. And then the 15th would be uh, Mr. Gallagher's banquet. But the 8th is open, so uh, I hope to stop in.
I hope so. Hope so. Hope to see you there. All right, guys. Uh, Tom Prince is on the phone right now. We have a couple minutes before the break, and I wanted to get into talking about two championship games held yesterday at the Carrier Dome in Syracuse, and Tom was there. Good morning, Tom. Hey, what's going on, Tony? How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. Uh, well, it didn't go as well as we would have liked it. We wanted it. We want to take two championships away, but we only got one with uh, Climber Sherman, Panama. West Seneca East gave it a valiant effort. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that game was phenomenal. And, and you know, for me, it was kind of a no-lose scenario, as you remember. This was my alma mater that yep. Seneca was playing. So uh, I actually got the chance to see both teams represent themselves in just a phenomenal way. I mean, what you were talking about at the end of the half, this game being 7-7, it really looked like it was in the hands of West Seneca and that West Seneca, this was the exact game they wanted to play. It was exactly what they were looking for on the scoreboard. And then comes out the second play of the, uh, of the second half, and West Seneca takes a 14-7 lead, and you thought that was exactly what they needed to do to catapult to win the game. Um, and But give Cornwall credit. I mean, they hung in throughout the rest of the third quarter doesn't score till about 6.50 left in the fourth quarter. And then with 52 seconds takes the lead um, to win the game. But when you're talking about a game that comes down to the last 52 seconds of the game, what a phenomenal game. It was both teams playing up their strength, too, which was I'm going to run the ball, I'm going to pound the ball, and I'm going to do everything I can um, to to score that way, and they were both going down doing exactly that. I mean, you had Sean Dolick rush for 178 yards, uh, beast on defense as he always is, left it all on the field, I'm sure. Uh, what a tough way to go. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he is he has just got to get, be given just an, an amazing amount of credit. And it's too bad that some of the postseason awards that we talk about don't include this run that goes from the stadium to the stadium, right? Right. <laughs> from from New Era all the way to the Carrier Dome because what he has done has just been phenomenal and really needs to be recognized uh, throughout Western New York. Talk a little bit about Climbing Sherman, Panama. Uh, things did go their way. Uh, stingy defense. And, Roger, you said it since day one. If they don't win a state championship, there should be an investigation. Yeah, really. Uh, and... Uh... Going in there, uh, Mariah, I think the last two times they played in the championship game, at least against Section 6, uh, I think uh, it was like 08 and 09 against those uh, juggernauts from uh, Maple Grove and uh, Randolph way back when. I think they lost two games in the uh, state championship to those two teams, I think by a combined score of like 102 to 7 or something in those two games. So... uh they came out, they had something to prove. And you know what? For three quarters, they hung in there. It was only 7 to nothing after three quarters. Uh, fourth quarter, perhaps the play of the year in Western New York. Is this uh, the fourth and, tw- fourth and 21, was it? I don't remember the situation. It was fourth and long, but, you know, too far away to try a field goal, too close to punt. They had nothing to lose. And how often does a hook and ladder work, James? <laughs> this very, one, very rare. This one looked, it was, you know, they threw the pass. I says, my God, he's just short of a first down. And, and in that same instance, he lateraled the ball. 
This guy ran a tightrope. Going up the sideline? Right up the sideline. It was, you know, the way you draw it up in practice, but, you know, you got a one in, what, five to ten chance of it working all that. This thing was just like they knew what they were doing, Anthony. Tom, did they think they were the Miami Dolphins? It was. It was it, it, the best part was hearing the announcers on there. They shocked the announcers because it, it happened uh, the way it happened. It was, oh, look at the tech. Wait, no, it's- <laughs> <laughs> it really did confuse everybody. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Tom, uh, do you want to hang on for the break, or should we let you go? Yeah, I was just going to tell you one quick thing too. Sure. Afterwards. So, I'll, if you want, I'll start off the uh, the next session with it. All right, perfect. Let's take a break. We're running a little bit late. We sh- sorry, uh, guys. All right, we'll be back with more inside high school sports. We're going to finish recapping the uh, Climber Sherman Panama victory with Tom Prince and Roger. We're going to talk about the Monsignor Martin uh, All Catholic team. We have that coming up, and we're going to pick James's brain about uh, Sean Dola because he is one of the guys that trained him. So we're going to talk all about that and more on Inside High School Sports. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Roger Weiss and James Mallory. Tom Prince is on the line. We're talking about Climber Sherman Panama's big championship victory Tom, uh, let's close this out and talk to us uh, your impressions of the game. You know, first of all, we've been talking so much about Sean Dolak, and boy, does that kid deserve all the credit in the world. But the, the, the MVP of this game, which is Garrett Hinsdale, uh, 240 yards passing, just did a phenomenal job. And, Tony, I couldn't tell enough. What a great kid. I've got the chance to interview him a couple times, have conversations with him, this is one of the best kids that you could have asked for to win this MVP award and to represent Western New York as our only MVP. Um, huge congratulations out to him and to, uh, and to CSP here. Yeah, outstanding. It made everybody proud representing Section 6, and I'm glad we at least got one championship, Raj. Yeah, and i got to agree with Tom on there because I was with Frank Wolf yesterday after the game when he was interviewing the quarterback and uh, just – a poised young man, individual, and he was. It was like uh, he was in the studio there right now. He says, "When the coach sent out that play for the uh, hook and ladder, uh, my first reaction was, Coach, seriously? That, <laughs> that only works about one out of uh, one out of five on a good day and all that." But sure enough, like I say, they executed to profession to perfection. Uh, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, my favorite uh, player on the Wolfpack, her name is Sally Watson. She's a lineman. What a lovely young lady. She's a junior. She got some playing time on the D-line a week ago in the state semifinal and all You that. sent me a picture with you and yes. her. That's very uh, nice. And, uh, but just I, I am so glad for Chris Payne and all those people down there. Not a more deserving Tyree. The, the, whole, the whole bunch, you know. And... Uh, like I say, uh, I think uh, Section 6 is the uh, sports capital of Class D football, and we've proved that uh, in the last 10 years. Oh, absolutely. So, and I also want to you know, agree with Tom on uh, Sean Dolak and all that. You know, for three quarters yesterday, West Seneca East ran that to perfection. Yes, they got outgained in yardage, but they were seven 
It was tied 7-7 after three quarters, and they actually played the time of possession game. The uh, I'm sure the game plan was to try to keep the ball out of the hands of the uh, Cornwall offensive net, and to, to their credit, they did. And, hey, uh, Coach Marino. They had the had the lead at half right after halftime. They they took that lead fourteen seven right after half. It was the second play of the half to take the lead. That's correct. You know, going into the fourth quarter, and, uh, and then, what more can you say about them? Uh, and if Coach Marino and Coach Love Barris and all the other guys out there are listening, hey, I know it hurts right now, but you know what? If there's uh, eighteen uh, teams in Class A in uh, Section Six. They're probably, if you multiply that by the 11 sections on the average, there's probably 200 Class A uh, football teams in New York State. And all of them would trade places with you right now. No doubt. You made it to the Dome. Uh, You were, what, two minutes away? Who knows? Uh, Congratulations. It hurts right now. In 10 years from now and beyond, you are going to be so proud to have been a part of that game. And Sean Dolak, what can you say about him? Well, we'll be... Uh, We'll be talking a little bit more about him in a few minutes with uh, James Mallory. As I said, uh, James did uh, off-season training with Sean and, uh, and several of the players that we are going to talk about on this all-Catholic team coming up. But uh, kudos to them. Tom, any closing thoughts before we let you go? Yeah, I was going to tell you, please take a look at the Inside High School Sports Facebook page. I just posted um, a video just at the start of the show. And it was the video of Cornwall coming home to the state championship. I'm going to tell you, I really wish we in Western New York would mimic some of the things that I just saw here. You're going to see a line of about eight fire trucks, ten police cars at 11 o'clock at night, sirens going, people lining in the streets to be able to welcome them home for their state championship. Um, just unbelievable to watch and, and what they celebrated. We could learn from Western New York to be able to celebrate our, our high school state championships even a little bit better than we do. And I just loved when I saw this video and wanted to share it so everyone could get a chance to see of someone else celebrating. Cool. Good stuff, Tom. Uh, thanks for calling in, and we'll talk to you in studio next week. Awesome. Thanks. All right, buddy. Take Have care. A, I hope you had a great holiday, and we'll uh, see you guys next week. You got it, buddy. Tom Prince uh, from uh, WNY Athletics. I agree with him, Anthony, on the uh, parades and all that. I was at South Park High School in 2015 at 11:30 at night. You know, everybody was out there, and they from the throughway they got a police escort with a fire truck or two. Yeah, I get a kick out of stuff it, like it, that. It, it I love just it. sends chills. Yeah, it really does. All right, uh, we're going to shift gears here, and we're going to talk about. Uh, Really, what this comes down to is a celebration of great players, and we're going to talk to James in a little bit. We're going to go through the all-Catholic team, and I'm going to give you that. It's sent to me uh, by Pete Schneider, and then we're going to talk about uh, what I think is the difference between players that train and the players that don't, mm-hmm. and I think there is an obvious uh, distinction between Absolutely. the two. All right, and this is a uh, big congratulations to the 2018 Monsignor Martin All-Catholic Team. We'll start out with Division A, uh, Offensive Player of the Year, Jake Ritz of St. Francis, Defensive Player of the Year, Riley Woods, St. Joe's, Special Teams Player of the Year, Christian Vandenberg of Canisius. Offense, QB, Micah Brown, St. Joe's. Running back, uh, Xavier 
Janslick, I hope I'm pronouncing that Janslick, correctly. Janslick, we say in the Janslick, old country. Uh, St. Francis. Joe Jameson of Canisius. Offensive lineman, Eric Shawn, St. Francis. Nolan Thomas, St. Francis. Jim Desiderio, Canisius. Donovan Cornelius, Canisius. Tyler Dottie, St. Joe's. Cole Gambino, St. Joe's. Wide receiver, Dominic Thomas, St. Francis. Antonio Corsi, St. Francis. Jason Martin, Canisius. Kicker, Mark Ariza, St. Francis. On defense, defensive lineman, Grayson Myers, St. Francis. Riley Miller, St. Francis. Joel Nicholas, Canisius. Jason Walker, St. Francis. Linebacker, Tossin Diger, St. Francis. Matt Jaworski, St. Francis. Jordan Marks, Canisius. Sam Murphy, St. Joe's. Defensive backs, James Brownie, St. Francis. J.T. Boylan, Canisius. Anthony McCarley, St. Joe's. Sam Klein, St. Joe's. Punter, Jack Westermeyer, Canisius. Utility, Jimmy Scott, St. Joe's. Now for the B Division. Overall Player of the Year, Jermaine Hayes, Cardinal O'Hara. Offensive Player of the Year, Jack Blitty, Tymon. Defensive Player of the Year, Stephen Boyd, O'Hara. Quarterback, Mitchell Thiel, Tymon. Running back, Brandon Brodnax, O'Hara. Jaquan Manuel, St. Mary's. Offensive line, Janeer Henderson, St. Mary's. Nigel Williams, O'Hara. I gotta scroll on my uh, f- on the list again. Hey, give me one second. This is what happens when you have fat fingers and you accidentally touch the uh, screen when you don't want to. We're picking it right back up on our B division. Nigel Williams, O'Hara, Luke McMahon, Timon, Zach Randall, O'Hara, Todd Perkovich, Timon, Andrew Murphy, O'Hara. Wide receiver, Justin Hemphill, O'Hara, Sullivan Odell, Tymon, kicker, Jake, Ch- <laughs> boy, I'm going to butcher this one, Chien Chikosa, St. Mary's, defense, Connor Dean, Tymon, Alex Reinhardt, Tymon, Marty Latko, O'Hara, Jay Varilla, Tymon, Ramir Velasquez, O'Hara, Jamel Lewis, O'Hara, Malaki Charleston, Tymon, for Neil Johnston, St. Mary's. Defensive back, Makari in Bennett Timon. Quantrell Moss, O'Hara. Punter, Kyle Gold, St. Mary's. There you have it. There is your list. Now, James. Could you, you know, repeat that list, Tony? No, oh, it's on our Facebook I, I, page. I missed. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Go to our Facebook page and you can read. I'm not going to. I apologize for butchering any of these, uh, some of these names. You but did fine, Anthony. I tried my best. That's quite an impressive list, yeah. and uh, thanks to Pete Schneider for sending that in to us. James, you've trained several of these guys. Absolutely, and I'm very proud of them. Who, uh, give us who you trained. All right, uh, just going there, looking at the list here. Um, Don Cornelius, I'm really, really good friends with his father. That kid is a power lifter for Canisius. He is going to be fantastic. He's a lineman. Um, then you look here. Um, let me see. I'm scrolling down here as we go, as we go, as we go. Okay, I had uh, Ramir Valasquez. I had Quan Moss. I had him. Uh, let's see, let's see. I was supposed to, we didn't, it didn't work out, but Jim Scott Jr., 
Uh, they call him Bear. He's a freshman running back at uh, St. Joe's. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the best player in Western New York for maybe two or three years. Really? Um, no, no question about it. If you've seen him play, he's a freshman. He's like six one, about one ninety. He is going to be the best player in Western New York. He's going to be a Division one football player. Wow. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. Um, you look at Quan Moss, uh, the defensive back over at O'Hara. If you remember. I don't want to brag, but if you remember when I came in, I talked about O'Hara. Quan Moss was one of the guys that I did mention. He worked his tail off this offseason. So I am very, very proud of him. And I got a few guys on the second team uh, of this list, but I am very, very proud of my guys that's on this list. They really deserve it, and they bust their tails this whole offseason. And as we said earlier, you also trained Sean Dolak. Absolutely, yes. And I know I've, you know— comments that you've made in the past like man this kid works hard oh, he yeah. never missed any workouts no. he was 100 percent uh all the time yeah um with dolik um i mean he's everything you want in a football player uh he's tough uh he's an awesome leader uh when i tell you that he works hard it's not one player on our team that works hard works hard it's not one player i've trained since i've been doing this for five plus years that has worked harder than that young man uh when i tell you that he gives everything he has. He gives everything. Um, when he first came to us, he said, Coach, I want to get better. That's the first things out of his mouth. The first thing out of his mouth was, Coach, I want to get better. So, okay, let's do it. So um, what we did, quick story about him. Uh, we, when we kind of evaluated all our players, first day we evaluated him. Um, and one of his weaknesses was uh, just playing in space. So uh, our coach, our defensive coordinator, he played at University of Buffalo, played at UB. Uh, Kyle Sims was like a uh, – Mal, I'm going to put him at uh, safety for our travel 707 team. I'm like, dude, he's 6'1", 215. Why the heck are you – you know, he's a linebacker. Why are you putting him? He said, no. He said, trust me. He said, I'm going to put him at safety, and we're going to work with him in space, and he's going to be a way better linebacker because, because of it. So what we did is we put him at safety. Uh, we had He struggled a little bit in, in space, but he adjusted quickly. Uh, we started – the boys on the team started calling him John Lynch. We moved him back to linebacker. The rest is history, man. He plays so much better in space now from playing safety for maybe two months with us in Travel 707. And I knew it when the season started. He was going to dominate. So, James, would you say that as a potential college player, uh, this is from the view from here, as impressive as he is as a running back, it seems to me his future might be as a linebacker. His future is a linebacker. That's uh, you know, and I, I'm helping him with recruiting. His uh, his mom is is awesome. Uh, oh, much love yeah, to the, the family. family. Yeah, and his, his father, you know, unfortunate or unfortunate situation with his father and his his older brother John is awesome as well. Um, but I'm helping him with his recruiting. He's definitely going to be a linebacker. He's going to be a heck of a somebody's going to get a player. And you know, I I would love to see you be offer him, but you know. Who knows what's going to happen with that? But I mean, he's a heck of a player, and he's once he gets into a college weight weight room and he gets in that environment. Oh, that's scary! He's probably after, yeah, he's after probably he gonna gets be, done in a weight room. Oh yeah, he's going to probably not that much. If you, and like I say, le- the thing is leaving it on the field. Anthony, I was in here last week because I was down in uh, you know Endicott for the uh, state. Uh, semis and all that and I mean after the interviews after the congratulations and all that presenting of the awards uh, and how these kids run you know run up to the uh, stands to see all their uh, friends and family and all that uh, he got when he was done being interviewed by Miguel I mean he literally just walked up there he didn't have a drop left in his tank and he just finally did make it up to see his mom and all that. But this guy, literally, it's a cliche. They leave it on the field. They leave it on the field. Sean, 
Golak literally leaves it on the field. It's surprised you don't need a wheelchair or a, a gurney to take him off the field because he has nothing left in his tank. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, James, I want to kind of break down the difference between the athletes that train and the athletes that don't. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us. Sabres pregame at 6 o'clock, and then Sabres at the Re- and the Red Wings at 7 o'clock. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Now get that Christmas tree up. <laughs> yep, I got to do it today. Oh, man, I did that yesterday. I let the kids take over and say, here, you guys decorate. This is your time now. I, I do the physical part and put in the tree itself and let them put the ornaments up. Today is fine. I don't have a problem with it now. It's after Thanksgiving and all that. But downstairs in the studio, that tree's been up for three weeks. Yeah, but that thing's gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know. It's gorgeous. James and yeah, I were yeah. talking about shows. Oh, like, yeah. Boy, I wish they'd come over and decorate my house. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah, they but, do an uh, amazing you know, job. And uh, election day? <laughs> One year, Roger's out there talking, with, trying to get talk them into going to his house to decorate. Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny is I was looking through some old pictures today and I uh, saw pictures that we posed in front of the tree with uh, Canisius. I think it was like six years ago. Uh, yeah, Rich Coach Robbins. Robbins and all and, yeah. yeah, that was that was good stuff. But you know, we have a few minutes left before the end, and then I gotta get to my daughter's birthday party. <laughs> you can tell, James. You know, when you watch a football game, you can see kids who who train and kids who don't. Mm-hmm. And when, go through the list of the all all Catholic team, and you know, and then they'll have the all section six, and uh, we talked about Dolek, and you see it; it stands out in the field. And what I want to say is, is that you have people. Not everybody, and we know, not everybody's going to play football in college. Mm-hmm. The reasons for training: if you want to go to that next level, you're not going to get there unless you train. Absolutely. If you want to be a starter and a main contributor to your team, you need to train. Yep. If you just want to be a part of your team, part of your school, the school colors, wear the jersey in the halls on Friday, get a letter, you don't have to train. But don't expect to get a lot of playing time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that hard to figure out. Absolutely. Uh, so you, as a as a student athlete, you need to decide what you want to do. Yep. Do you want to be the one on the uh, the hero on the field, the one that's getting the playing time, or are you just content with a little bit here and there, whatever, just to contribute? That's cool too. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as your grades are good yep. and you're going to go to college to study, that's great. Yeah. Uh, but if you are that competitive type, you need to be there. If you're the parent of a of a high school athlete, if you don't mind that. Man, they're only getting a little bit of playing time. They don't. You don't have to push them. If they don't want to train, if you're there telling your kid, look, you need to get in that weight room. You need to run. You need to do this. You need to do that. Uh, and they don't listen. Well, they're probably not going to go far. Yeah. <laughs> and there's only so much you can push your own kid. I mean, yeah. I I don't believe in forcing them. They have to want it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one thing with the kids that you're training. These are the kids that want it. Yep. Bearing in mind, Anthony, a lot of times those kids are there only because their friends are there, and they want to be with their friends. Yeah. Those are the ones that aren't taking it seriously. And the only problem I have with that is 
if there are there are parents out there if they don't realize that that's the main reason why their kids want to be there, but they still parents still expect them to get more playing time. Yeah. It's not going to happen. They'll complain to the coaches, and you got to hear it, hear their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> so, so talk about the the mindset first of all of the player that wants it versus the player that is just satisfied being on the team. You got to be a dog, point blank. Period. Um, that that being, uh, you got to be hungry. Uh, you got to be willing to do whatever it takes to take your game, take yourself to that next level uh, on the field and off the field. I mean, studying film, uh, that's that's as much as important as lifting weights. Right. Um, one thing that we notice and a lot of our kids notice when they they first join our Travel 707 team and we take our first uh, trip, last year it was to Michigan. We went to Michigan, we got off the bus. First thing a lot of our kids noticed was we were the skinniest team there because our kids here not hitting the weights like that. And Teams from Pennsylvania, uh, Texas, and all these other states, they laughed at some of our kids like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> they told them, like, what, dude, you 150 pounds in your junior or high school. You, you haven't touched a weight. You know, they, 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 I mean, they, they tell our kids, like, you need to get in the weight room. You know, a lot of these kids, they'll talk, you know, before the tournaments and before the games. They'll say, man, you got to lift some weights. You're way too skinny. You know, and a lot of our kids, they'll look at, at themselves and like, man, I need to hit the weights. And a lot of them did take it more serious. Wake but, up. Wake yeah, up. Exactly. It's a wake-up call. There's a lot of them. I mean, if you take our kids out of state, a lot you'll notice what kids are from Western New York because, you know, physically, you can tell physically. A lot of these kids, like, the, I work with a lot of kids out of the DMV area, the, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Those kids are are developed. You know, you can look at, you know, the muscles and the muscle tone and everything till those kids take weightlifting serious. They take their diet serious. They're not drinking pop and running to McDonald's all the time. And, and they take this thing serious. Um, and a lot more kids in Western Earth, if we take it serious, you'll see a better brand of football. Um, a lot of these kids are cutting corners, to be honest with you. They're showing up in May and June telling a football coach, oh, yeah, I'm pumped up for football season. Well, where were you from December to, to May? You know, that's six months. Where were you for six months? Yeah, you know? if, if if you look at your weight, your high school weight room in January and February, and there's only two or three of you there, I don't think expecting a state championship is an order. Yeah, you you fraud in the game. Yeah, you know, and that's just being honest. Um, you know, you you can't cut corners. You got to take it serious. You gotta, you know, you gotta bust your tail in the whole off season and prepare. That's why we're here with United Athletic Services. All of our kids that train with us made all-league, if not first team, second team, honorable mention. All of our kids made all-league. Every single kid that trained with our, and left with our tra- Travel 707 team, all of them made all-league. Uh, and this is the truth, guys. Take it to the bank. This is this this is the truth. James, thanks so much for dropping some knowledge on us oh, this morning. Thank you. As always, love thank having you, you in here. Roger, uh, thank you. And Tom Prince, thanks for calling up. Derek Kramer, thank you, as always, for producing. We will talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports.